Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Nailed it. That was good. That was good. Our harmonizing there, it was good. Caught me off guard, but it was good. I I was like, what the heck is happening here? But we figured it out. It was good. It looked good. Sounded good. Uh, Neil, how are you? Great. You're great? Fantastic. Almost ecstatic. Oh, yeah? You could say, yeah. Even though you didn't go to the Harry Styles concert? That's why I'm ecstatic. Oh, that's why you're ecstatic. You You don't think you didn't see the videos and things? My eyes and ears did not bleed from really horrible. Are you taking shots at Harry Styles right now? Harry, middle name, got no last name Styles. You just came up with that, didn't you? No, I didn't. No, I had that one written. You had that one ready to go in the arsenal. You didn't see those videos and think, wow, that actually looks like a fire concert. I did, you know, honestly, like Harry Styles sold out. His show two nights in a row here. Of course, and there were people camping out outside of Scotia Magrino. Yeah, starting a full Friday. forty-eight hours before the concert, yeah. they were like lined up going down the street. Number one, completely unsafe because those girls are definitely not of age to be out doing that. There were literally like fifteen-year-old girls. Out oh, there I know. On Friday night. In- I know. Number two, it's Harry Styles. He's not that big. You know what he's I mean? I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna throw some shots out there right he's now. He's pretty close to like Elvis territory. No. You look at like how, the way people are acting, the way people are camping out outside Scotia Bank Arena. When was the last time you saw anyone camping outside of an arena to see someone? 48 hours in advance. Hundreds of and hundreds of people are camping out. Think about it. I've thought about this a lot. Like he's he's close to like Harry Styles the Beatles right now for these 16, 17, 18 year old girls. Think about it. I don't know. Bieber <laughs> takes a hiatus from performing for a while. So I'm assuming he just got all of that fan base. Harry Styles brought it literally yeah. brought it all to him. Yeah. Who's bigger? Bieber or Harry Styles? Bieber in his prime or Harry Styles right now? <clears throat> I think I might say Harry Styles. The way Harry Styles has like changed the game. I, I'm 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 going to bat for Harry Styles right now, but the way he has literally changed the game. Like he he goes to like the Met Gala in in whatever he wants in like an, a, an amazing outfit like he his music everyone who goes to the met gala goes in whatever they want though i know but he like changes the the gender game like he changes like i don't know i think that's why all these girls and all these all these guys are looking up to him i don't know all right Moving on. <laughs> this is not a Harry Styles show. It's it was almost there is, for a what second. What is this? What is this? Uh, e, ET like <laughs> E Canada. <laughs> Apparently, uh, we got breaking news before we start our show today. As we were uh, about to press the record button today, we got news that uh, from Elliot Freeman on Twitter: Calgary Flames have signed Nazem Kadri. The deal is unknown currently. What we do know is that he has signed. Um, the details of the deal will be coming out. If we get them uh, throughout the episode, we'll we'll let you guys know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the top free agent, I would say, of the off season, Nazem Kadri, has been signed by Calgary Flames. Uh, what does this mean? First impressions. Uh, I, I I knew this was going to happen. The moment Did that you? trade happened with uh, Kachuk going to uh, Florida and you know Uyghur and Huberto going back. That obviously left a hole in in the middle there. Johnny Gaudreau gone as well. This is a huge signing for Calgary. Massive. I knew they had allocation 
they had salary to, to reallocate elsewhere and they had to shore they had to go out and get you know like some players to to replenish what mm-hmm. they lost um calgary fits his team really well or sorry Kadri fits Kadri. his team really well and i feel like he's going to be the number one center on that team he's going you think to so? yeah so he's going to be playing do you know how many points Kadri scored last year yeah you think so he's going to be top line with Huberto? as a number two center I yep. think he's going to be playing with Huberto. That's going to be a, an amazing top line. I think so. Uh, what I still don't understand, I don't know about you, Neil, but the Johnny Goudreau situation, why he went to Columbus of all places. Like, Columbus is not a hockey town. You're, you're going there for, for what reason? Like He had some, well, I don't know, we can get back into that. He had some sort of falling out with the front office. Yeah, um, in Calgary, and the so details we, of that are like they're trying to keep it under the table, but I don't know exactly what what happened there. But but nobody predicted Columbus. No, even everyone maybe thought the Islanders or New Jersey or you know like one of those teams. He's an American-born <laughs> player, right? He you same exact thing happened to Kachuk, right? This is why um, Canadian teams are hitting the panic button. Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have a, a few American-born players on their team. Austin Matthews, who could Austin Matthews isn't jet, going be jettisoned. He could want to play for an American team, right? That's, <laughs> What's he going to go play for Arizona, his, his home state, and he's going to go play in a university arena? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water in Calgary because two players within the span of three weeks wanted out and yeah. left. And right? left, yeah. Kuchuk basically said he wasn't going to re-sign in Calgary forcing their hand to trade him right you're not gonna just let him walk right not a player like matthew kachuk mm-hmm. so you know having a guy like kadri who had 28 goals and 59 assists last year in 71 games career year that's a you're, you're basically getting back a lot of what you just lost in those two players yeah. right not I to mention they... huberto who was a top five scorer last year mm-hmm. if you if you look at any team that gets rid of a matthew kachuk or a johnny Gaudreau, you think oh this team's gonna go into a rebuild and that's literally what I thought. Um, but they they got Huberto back, and they're getting a Nazem Kadri. They got Mackenzie Weger back. So, no, this team is, is still very much in contention. This is not a team that should be going into a rebuild. They're just switching things up, um, up top. And, uh, yeah, they're very much going to be still in contention. No, they got a, a Vesna challenging goalie <laughs> as well in Markstrom mm-hmm. like they this team's set up for success right they they have the foundation they're gonna have a lot of new faces they're gonna have some some chemistry to build but they have the pieces in place right they have winners on that team Kadri mm-hmm. just won a Stanley Cup first Muslim born player to ever win a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. he is going to impact this team in a very positive way actually i'm seeing here now that the calgary flames are also trading away sean monahan to open up a, a roster spot oh, as really? well um yeah i i mean like obviously i'm not a calgary fan so i'm not i'm not hurt either way about this yeah. but sean monahan um i think i think he's an overpaid player at this point he was good maybe two three years ago but now he's kind of like uh drifted away a little bit but yeah yeah, I can see Calgary contending again this year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they uh, they win the West, but uh, here's hoping they do. Yeah, I don't mind Calgary. I've never had an issue with Calgary. Um, it's it's you know all the other Canadian teams I kind of have issue with, but Calgary, it's never I've never really had an issue with them. 
but fuck everyone else. Uh, let's move on uh, to my one of my teams. Um, I have a personal investment in, in this team, um, a team that's I don't I don't even know where to begin with this team. We're talking about Manchester United. Um, they they had a promising offseason. Um, they the, you know the signings weren't really there. They made some small splash signings. Um, but not nothing too you know noteworthy, nothing too front page. Um, but basically, they lost their first two games. It's only been two games so far, two weekends in the Premier League. But the way they lost these games and who they lost these games to. Uh, match one, they lost against Brighton. And then match two, they lost against Brentford 4-0. I repeat they lost against Brentford. They didn't just lose. They got, they got their asses molly whopped. Four Brentford. Let me before you you talk about that game. Let me just paint you a picture as to where they've been the last month or so. So July thirtieth, they lost to Atletico Madrid. July thirty first, they lost. They tied. Sorry, they drew Rayo Vallecano, a very middle of the pack team in La Liga. August 7th, lost 2-1 to Brighton. Mm-hmm. August 13th, lost 4 Now It just continues to get worse and worse. The preseason worse. games, the two the two first games that you mentioned were preseason, so yeah. I'm not too upset about those ones. Yeah, um, it their was game like, on Monday is against the best I team. I know, I know. And that's literally what everyone was talking about in the first two games. Um, you know, the last game against Brentford is, you know, Manchester United has to collect themselves in a week and then go up against Liverpool. Liverpool. The team that they've had a rivalry with, one of the longest rivalries in the history of football. And now they have to go up in the state that they're in right now against this team that's literally had their number for the past multiple years because Liverpool has, has has risen to the top while Manchester United has fallen quite a quite a bit. Last time they won the league was 2012 Manchester United. Um so 10 years. It's been 10 years and I remember specifically the last time I remember watching the last time they won the league where Robin Van Persie um scored that volley and secured the secured the league for us. Um but that was quite a while ago. So um yeah, I it's there's a lot of things that can be said about Manchester United. There's a lot of things that can be said about, you know, how to fix this team. But there's there's at the end of the day, it's Eric Ten Hag who's the new coach. Um he's at the helm of this. He's he's facing the brunt of all the criticism. Um there was so much made of him coming in and being the savior for this team over this offseason. Yeah, but so many different managers over the last <laughs> what 10 years have been the next savior of this franchise and fact of the matter is no one is saving this franchise you can't you you can't magically come in and turn you know water into wine and with this franchise it's just not going to happen from start to bottom bad decisions have been made with this franchise you need to just complete you need to be trash for the next 10 years develop a system develop your players and then make something of yourself. They're not able to attract high-end stars anymore. They're not able to develop like they once used to. 
There's players that are literally coming out and saying, I don't want to play yeah. for Manchester United. They're not going to Southampton and taking their best players anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone knows how good that that system in Southampton is with developing players. You're not doing that because players don't want to go there anymore. They're having a hard time attracting talent, retaining talent, and it, applying that talent, right? Because like, you're seeing guys like Pogba come in a few years ago as one of the top players in the world and then be absolute doo-doo. Yeah on the team because it's not the players like Paul Pogba is one of the greatest midfielders on the planet and I will die on that hill um but it's the system and it's always been the system and it's you can you can mark this up to the ownership right now which is the Glazer family and that's that's why they've been you know these these um stormings of Old Trafford because of the ownership and asking them to sell it um, there's actually a movement um, for the next match at Old Trafford, which is hashtag empty Old Trafford. So they're trying to get no one to show up to the game so that the Glazer family sells the club. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm just going to give you some names if, uh, of players who have come in as like known as like one of the top players in the world and then completely diminished skills when playing for United. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I could name some too. Yeah, go for it. You know, like Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire wasn't really a Martial. Uh, you got Alexis Sanchez. He came over from Arsenal. Um, Luke Shaw. Like these are players that are that have been you know top of the world before in their respective you know positions, and just aren't anymore. Yeah, they come over and they make nothing of themselves. Even Jaden Sancho has been struggling, and he was like supposed to be the biggest signing of the past ten years. I think Ronaldo needs to leave. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to. I, I see him out. Open the door for him. He's trying to leave. Point he's him in the direction. Leave. Pack his bags for him. He plays no defense, by the way. He just he, cherry picks, and all he does is demand the ball and get upset when he doesn't get the ball. That's yeah. all he does. And when Ralph Ragnick, uh, our coach last year, when Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was our coach last year um, at the beginning of the season, they made the, the game plan of, of the, every, every, every match so that Ronaldo could get the ball. And then when he didn't get the ball, when you make Ronaldo your only option, it is so easy for other teams to shut you down offensively. Oh, yeah. And we just, we just didn't change that. Even when Ralph Ragnick came in and took over for Oli. We just didn't change that system. And then you see Ronaldo on the pitch start throwing his hands up in the air and slamming the ground when he doesn't get the ball. Ronaldo, you're not the player you were. You're so far away from the player you were. Speaking of not being the player that they were, I'm going to change gears here. And did you see that Messi was not even included in the top 30 players? I did for see the, that. For the, yeah, in the ballot for Ballon d'Or? I did see that. I did. I did. I mean... Not top 30? Come on. Yeah, no, I, I, I do believe he's still top 30. I think he's just not the superstar he was in Barcelona. Barcelona, he had to be the superstar. Coming over to PSG, he doesn't have to be that superstar. You've got Mbappe, you've got Neymar, you've got other names about the top there that are coming up in the system. Like, there's, he doesn't need to be the star that he was on Barcelona. Barcelona is a whole other deal right now where they can't even pay their players. They're in so much debt. They're having players walk away because they can't pay their contracts. Like, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, bringing back to the Messi situation, um, I do think he he's the best player to probably ever play the game. Ever. Yeah. He just hasn't 
shown that he's the same superstar this year because he's, he's going to be the TFC. best player in TFC history as well. Down <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> how this city would erupt? We would have how the world would erupt. The world would erupt. We would have literally people that live in Paris, that live in Barcelona, would move to Toronto to come and watch Messi play. I don't know if it'd go that deep, but like tourism would skyrocket. Skyrocket? Are you kidding me? I mean, we do have the World Cup coming up in Toronto, so I mean, and he'll get a taste of crazy things have happened. He'll, he'll start looking at apartments, yeah, condos. Can you imagine? He and Scotty Barnes will live in the same condo. That would, man, they should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they got together, Messi and Scotty Barnes. That'd be that'd be one hell of a show. Um, but yeah, Manchester United. Um, it's 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 really a mockery. And as a Manchester United fan, I've I'm embarrassed to say that I'm a Manchester United fan right now, because even yeah. like, you know, having conversations with people like friends of mine that are Liverpool fans, that are City fans, that are Arsenal fans. Like they, they know how much this is hurting me right now. And, you know, walking down the street and seeing people that are like wearing a Liverpool jersey or Chelsea jersey, I used to make a comment. And if I'm like stuck in on, on an elevator with someone, I'll be like terrible jersey or something like that. And I can't even say that anymore because they'll be like, oh, who's your team? I'll be like, my interest in I know. I can't. It's a laughing stock right now. Yep. So, I mean, like... But you're a true United fan, so you're going to continue to wear your colors. You're going to continue yeah. to support, because that's all you know, right? I'm also that's, a very confrontational team. guy, so I don't mind it. He will fight you, guys. Do yep. not get in his grill house. You heard it here first. Speaking of grill house, what is going on with the World Juniors this year? I'm not sure about that segue. Does anyone that even... <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on, nonetheless. Uh, the World Juniors... Um... Does anyone even know that the World Juniors are happening right now? See, here's the thing. Um, when the World Junior Championship got canceled back in January, I think they officially canceled it in January um, because, you know, there was the COVID outbreaks. They were having teams, you know, fully sit out games. They were having teams that couldn't compete because they had, like, not enough players that were that were healthy. Mm. So when they canceled it, um, no one thought that they were going to redo it. Everyone just thought, okay, let's just wait until next year. Um, which was a shame because all those players that were in the tournament, you know, this was some of their only chance to play. And so when they announced that they were going to redo it at the end of the summer, so right now, I, I guess everyone kind of forgot about it. Everyone kind of, you know, there's no other hockey going on. Hockey is very much not on the radar in the summertime for most people. Um, and then you have, you know, these Hockey Canada is kind of under fire right now. Hockey Canada is is in court every day dealing with these sexual assault, sexual harassment lawsuits with all these people coming forward from past years. So Hockey Canada is not there was there was even talk about them not competing in this tournament. There was even talk about them pulling out of this tournament. And um they ended up doing it and it's it's being played right now but i think very little advertisements that's that's the thing i no think no fan showing up in edmonton it's it, it, it's i don't know it's kind of weird man it is like very weird. it's a celebration and usually i remember this happens every year mm-hmm. where it's christmas and it's world juniors time you yeah. know you always see the advertisements it starts boxing TSA day every single starts year. boxing day yeah. right like Every time, like you're in the middle of the the hockey season as well. Mm-hmm. Hockey is a big thing. I think 
yeah, the world like uh world like Canada hockey is under siege right now. Um but right now in Edmonton, hockey's not a real thing right now. Like no one is paying attention to hockey, no one knows what this is going on. I actually flipped on TSN the other day and saw world like world junior coverage and I was like, Oh, maybe they're getting ready for this. I forgot that literally there was I forgot too. This tournament happening August ninth to twentieth. And now we're Canada just won a semifinals game last night. And we both run bars. Not a soul asked to have that game on. No, no one. And I, it just I put leads it on me because to believe I just, that no one knows that it's going on right now. I literally like I didn't put it on until halfway through the first period because nobody was asking for it. Yeah. Usually, any any game that's in Toronto, whether it's you know TFC, Blue Jays, Leafs, whatever, Raptors, they always you always have people asking like half an hour before, like, hey, is this game going to be on? Is this game going to be on? No one, not a soul asked anyone for yeah. this Hockey Canada game. I know. It's weird. It's a very weird time. Um, and I, I'm not sure how to feel about the World Juniors right now. You know, I ha- I eventually put the game on last night. I had someone ask for the Yankees game. And, of course, I asked them to leave. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> get the fuck out of my ass. <laughs> you get the yeah. Yankees game on. Can you get lost? <laughs> Should we move on? I guess so. I mean, like, is there I mean, anything else to I got nothing left say? to say about that. Mason McTavish is putting on a show, um, and it's just sad that no one's seeing it. Connor Bedard, uh, he is fucking young as shit and dominating. It's scary. He's going to go number one overall next year, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's looking like it, yeah. Um, who's going to go above him? No, you're right. No one. <laughs> like he's, you're right. He's the next big thing, Connor Bedard. He just has good instinct. Uh, it's exciting to see these young kids, the next generation, the next, uh, you know, best players in the world yeah leon dry and and Connor McDavid. austin matthews austin mcdavid austin, matthews. austin, McDavid. <laughs> austin mcdavid Connor matthews and austin mcdavid can you imagine how many goals austin mcdavid would score oh boy um yeah no it's a weird time for the world juniors it's a weird time for hockey canada yeah blech some more breaking news today we got breaking news right before um, we started this podcast we started be... this podcast has got a good time today a lot of breaking news today so yep. kadri signed his deal yep deshaun watson the man, the myth, the legend for all the wrong things. For the infamous. The infamous. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Um, news has come out today that he is being fined $5 million, and the NFL has come to an agreement that an 11 game suspension <clears throat> they're okay with. So, you I know, they wanted to enough, put, but... slap down the hammer on Deshaun Watson um, for misconduct and. They've come to a settlement for 11 games. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts initially are that it's not enough. I thought he was going to sit out the full season. I think a lot of people assume that he was going to sit out the full season. Almost every single you know talk show or podcast I listen to, they all says, they all says, wow. I'm they all says. i flustered here. They all have can collectively said that he should not play this season. And yeah. I agree. I think he should not play this season. I think it's stupid the fact that he, in his contract, got guaranteed money. Um, because they basically said, him signing that contract, they basically, the Cleveland Browns basically said, it's okay that you're going to get suspended. You're going to get all this money. That's basically what they said. And it's a shame because, um, you know, you see someone like, like I'm going to bring it up again, but Colin Kaepernick. Who's probably he's never going to play another game in the NFL. Yeah, who's basically been blacklisted from from teams from the NFL for kneeling during an anthem. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who gets signed. I don't remember the full number off the top of my head, but I think it was a two hundred fifty million guaranteed. 
that's just ridiculous. So get this. So <clears throat> in addition to the $5 million fine, Deshaun Watson's going to lose $632,500 in salary this season based on his 11-game suspension. His base salary is only $1 million. Um, $35,000 this year. Next year, it jumps to $46 million. Because they assumed that he was going to be suspended this season. That's His $5 why. million dollar fine equates to 2.2% of his $230 million com, uh, contract. So stupid. 2.2% is what... That is less than a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It's less a tap than. on the wrist. That is a handshake. The literally. And and you know when we when we saw that is Roger a donation, Goodell, we saw Roger Goodell come out and basically say that um, no, we're going to look for a harsher suspension. Everyone kind of thought it was okay. It's going to be at least a season. Eleven games. That's it. I don't know. Well, I just explained to you what the eleven games are going to cost him. Yeah. Two point two percent of his third two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, it's disgusting. The Cleveland Browns have lost all my respect. Not that they had any of my respect before that, but the fact that they gave him guaranteed money is just ridiculous. On top of that, Deshaun Watson has settled twenty four out of twenty five and counting of his civil suits. The Texans settled another thirty civil suits that they had. Mm-hmm. Watson is accepting the punishment and banishment from the NFL with the $5 million fine. And he, at this point, he still thinks he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Even with settling with all the women, even with accepting the punishment from the NFL, Mm -hmm. he offered to go eight games and $5 million. And now he's easily accepting 11 games and $5 million. And he still thinks he did nothing wrong. You tell me, What's wrong with that? It's a little bit fishy there. Is it not? Uh, um, yeah, you see, you, you saw him play in the preseason game, obviously, um, which was just so disgusting. Uh, but he played in the preseason game, and he was—he looked bad. He looked horrible in that game. Um, so basically, needless to say, just stick, stay away from the Cleveland Browns in your fantasy leagues, uh, unless it's a Nick Chubb. Um, cause they're going to be, they're going to have to run the ball all throughout every single game. Um, but stay away from their passing game. I would say stay away from Deshaun Watson. Uh, speaking of fantasy. Yeah, we had our drafts. We did it. I don't know if you saw, you guys saw it on our social media, but we posted our teams, but, uh, we're going to run through it. Who's the winner of that poll? Doesn't who had, matter. Who had the better Doesn't team. matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We posted it at a weird time. It was like middle of the night. Not a lot of people oh were up. My people gosh. didn't see it. It's fine. There was like a hundred and three votes. I'll let it slide. Not everyone saw it. It's fine. It's cool. It was All a right. weird time. Um, do should we go through our teams? Yeah, let's go through. Uh, well, what pick did you have in the draft? I had the eighth pick in the draft. At eighth pick, I had sixth pick in a ten-team uh, standard. I guess standard rules, uh, two QB, mm-hmm. uh, three wide receiver, two running back. Um, PPR, is it full PPR or half it's PPR? Full PPR. Full PPR. Yeah. Um, it was a weird draft. It was. The, the people yeah. that we're in the draft with, they're all schemers. 
All of them. <laughs> They're all deceitful schemers. They all they knew what they were doing. They knew they would, uh, you know, make a big splash in the draft. Um, there was Josh Allen that came off the board. What was it? With the fifth pick, or sixth pick, something like that. Uh, actually, I can look it up here. Josh Allen came off the board in the fourth pick of the draft. Josh Allen went yeah, off the board. It's a two QB league, though. I know, but QBs yeah. are are mighty valuable in this. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, with my first pick, I took Jamar Chase. Uh, Neil, who did you take? I went Austin Eckler. If if Austin Eckler ever slips past the fifth pick, you ha- you have to take him. Yeah, in a full PPR. In a full especially. PPR, like you have to. And I lucked out there. So that was. Why don't you talk about your team and then tell me what um, you you thought, well, what you wanted to happen and what actually happened and and how you feel about it. Okay. Um, I I feel good about my team. Initially, as the draft was going, I was like, this is bullshit. I remember we were all sitting like (laughs) the fact that two quarterbacks went off the board in the first round. Um, I was not t- planning on taking a quarterback until the third round. And I was planning to have, you know, a Patrick Mahomes available to me in the third round. Um, thinking that everyone was going to go wide receiver, running back, or running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, whatever, in the first two rounds. And then we would all just have our pick a little litter and fight amongst ourselves uh, for the quarterbacks in the third round. That did yeah. not happen. Uh, l- let's Let me just look at where... Patrick, Patrick Mahomes went with in the 205 position. So he went off the board in second round, fifth pick, which I did not see coming. Um, so I had to take my quarterback in the third round, which was Dak Prescott, which I'm happy with. I'm okay with. But the first two rounds, it was Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs for me. So in a full PPR, I'm, I'm going to be torching it up with those two players. And then I got Dak Prescott in the third round. Mike Evans dropped to the fourth round for me. So I picked him up. Uh, I got Trey Lance in the fifth round because quarterbacks were flying off the board. Yeah, in a two QB league, you got to be prepared for that. You got to be able to pivot at any point. Um, but Trey Lance, his upside this season is just, it's something I'm prepared to, to buy in on. Yeah. His, his, his running upside, the fact that they have named him the starting quarterback, the fact that he is now the face of this franchise, the fact that they're going to be in contention. I mean, whether we like it or not, the 49ers, like every every year they're kind of there but this year i think they've got a good chance to be in contention absolutely and then i took uh mike williams after that so that uh pretty much rounded out my wide receiver core so and i i've got i mean you could you could admit to this that my wide receivers are the best in the league um and then i (laughs) I took cam Akers in the seventh round his upside, I've not been liking what I've heard out of the Rams camp um, in terms of what Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers are going to be doing together. I did take Daryl Henderson later for that reason. Um, but then my second running back, I got Josh Jacobs. TJ Hawkinson as my tight end, who I'm very happy about. Alan Lazard, who's going to be the wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers, mark my words. Chase Claypool, I picked up the Tampa Bay defense. Daryl Henderson for that... Um, that's safety for Cam Akers. Then Harrison Butker as my kicker. I've got Danny Dimes as my third quarterback. And then James Robinson. Because I feel like James Robinson, he had a really good season last season. Travis Etienne hasn't played football yet in the NFL. Um, so I think James Robinson is still going to have a role. And if Travis Etienne has to miss any time, James Robinson is right there. To get James Robinson as your final pick. As the final pick. 
is unbelievable. That's a great pick there. At in the sixteenth round at one hundred and fifty three, that's yeah. great. I I couldn't um, believe he was available at that time. So your strategy going into this was the exact strategy I wanted to to go in with, <laughs> but. The thing about the way drafts go, it never really goes it never, according to script. It never goes the away. way you want it to. You always have to have an idea of players that you want to take in each round. Mm-hmm. And you know, I you know, seeing quarterbacks go early, you know, I kind of had an idea they might, but you you have to once you see a few really good quarterbacks go off the the board, you need to pivot. So that's exactly what I did. <clears throat> Eckler in the first round was a no-brainer for me. Yep. At sixth, but again, the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I took him in the second you're round. You're the one that took him. At 15. Um, Aaron Jones, I just like his upside this year, um, especially with the loss of of uh, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Aaron Jones is going to be very, very involved with the passing game, especially with the reports now that Rodgers is very unhappy with his wide receiver core. I did see that. Um I expect Aaron Jones to be peppered with targets this year um, in a full PPR. That's why I took him in the third round. And then I followed that up by selecting the the same quarterback. I just talked about it again, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like it doesn't matter. He's Yeah, he lost his best receiver. Yeah, he might see a little bit of drop-off from last year, but he was still a top-10 quarterback last year. He's still going to be a top-10 quarterback this year. Green Bay is the best team in that division. They're still going to be competitive. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I have no doubt he's going to show up. Uh, even so, though he's an idiot. Even though he's an idiot. Um, round five, I again, I'm taking the best player available at the at the time, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts. So I've gone now five rounds without taking a wide receiver. I remember we were all making fun of you for that. I know. <laughs> In a PPR. Yeah. Um, round six, I eventually decided to take a, a wide receiver, um, a wide receiver who I have a lot of faith in, and especially in PPR. It's Deontay Johnson. Uh, follow that up with James Conner. Again, he's the only running back that's relevant in Arizona this year. Mm-hmm. And he had a breakout year last year. Mac Jones. Again, I just wanted to shore up my QB depth. I couldn't believe you took Mac Jones there. Uh, well, you know, like considering who was left on the board, I feel like he's going into year two. He could really break out at this point, right? Yeah. Like he, okay. Belichick has a lot of faith in him. I want to see what he can do. I mean, yeah. it, it's a low risk pick there. And honestly, like Mac Jones in the eighth round, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a two QB league, that is. Uh, number in ninth round, Chris Godwin available in the ninth round. I I'll, couldn't believe that. 10th round, again, more value. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's out for the first six games of the year, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. When he comes back, he's still going to be a wide receiver one. He on jumps that right team. back into the wide receiver one position. Uh, and then I just work on my wide receiver depth the next three rounds by taking Devontae Smith, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, who I wanted no part of. That was a, <laughs> that was that was a full like just a, a knife to the stomach for you. You, you looked know? right in my direction while we were all here as you made that pick. You looked right at me. Yeah. Uh, yep. You you've dropped him since then. <laughs> I know. I, it was my first drop of the season too, but I took him just to add some hurt to. Uh, to Josh. Yep. Fair. Um, Alexander Madison, I wanted a, a top backup running back, and he's he's easily a wide receiver, a running back one, if anything happens to Alvin Cook. Yep. yep. Um, Indy D, and then I took Deshaun Watson, who I'll be dropping later today. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, yeah, you still don't have a kicker, so yeah, go pick up a kicker. Picker a kicker. 
Uh, I'm never going to say that again. I was also ranked the number one draft in the league, just so you're aware. Without, Even without taking a wide receiver. Without taking a wide receiver until, what, the sixth round? The sixth round. <laughs> without taking a kicker at all. And then also picking up Kenny Galladay, which should have put you down a couple rounds. And I got an A for that draft on Yahoo draft rankings. Interesting. It's going to be a fun year for fantasy. Uh, we're going to keep you updated. The uh, did you did you say you wanted to make a bet? Who's going to have a better season? I did. Okay, what's the bet? Twenty dollars. Let's make it fifty. Fifty dollars. Who's going to have the better season? Better season. There All right. You heard it here first. Episode right. seventy one. Are we talking about uh, like season in general, like at the end of like the fantasy playoffs? What do you need and specifics for the league? It's nope. just better record for regular season. For our regular season. Yeah. Okay. Who else's regular season would it be? I'm talking. Okay, yes, our regular season, yeah. but like not at the end of our playoffs, but the regular no, season. No, regular season. All right. The thing is, is like we talked about who would have the better season. Mm-hmm. So, not including playoffs. We can include playoffs. No, if you I, want. Like, I like We've the already sh- shook hands, though. We did shake hands. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, that is going to do it for our episode today. We're going to keep you posted on all the trash talk throughout our fantasy football season. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, as always. Hell yeah, have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 